are now listening to PursuitCast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of PursuitCast. This is Sam, and today I have a very special guest. Uh, he's someone that I've only recently met, but uh, there was an anticipation to this connection. I've been hearing about him for years, and uh, everyone told me I needed to meet him, and just the timing of the Lord made, uh, just happened not too long ago, and uh, it's a real honor and privilege to have my new friend, uh, John Kim with me. So, hey, John, how are you? Good, man. Hey, thanks for having me. And I could say the same about you too, Sam. All of my friends, all those, well, at least that are important to me, <laughs> have uh, raved about you to me. And so um, you're a gift, man. And I wasn't disappointed when I met you. Oh, praise God. <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah, I yeah, love you too, bro. Uh, I, know, I know you are, you know, traveling so much and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, just do this podcast with us. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. And uh, honestly, man, it's a privilege and an honor. So thank you. Yeah. Um, if you can uh, share a little bit about who you are and and what your heart is for and, and, and all of that, just so that people could kind of get a snapshot on who John Kim is. Yeah, so um, what I currently do in ministry is I serve in a missions organization called ACTS. And ACTS stands for the Antioch Center for Training and Sending. And uh, we are a young missions organization um, into our eighth year. And we are based here in Colorado Springs. And what we primarily, primarily do is... We train uh, young adults uh, not only for missions, but in essence, it's wholehearted devotion to Jesus. And so heavy training on prayer, intimacy with Jesus, uh, and uh, going deep in the Word of God. And so, uh, yeah, I feel blessed and privileged uh, in doing what I'm doing. I love the young people that we serve. They're amazing. And, um, yeah, and, and, and we train and send uh, young adults in the 1040 window, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk about what that is. But uh, we, we send teams into uh, what uh, some people call the hardest and darkest, where, yeah. Um, yeah, where the name of Jesus is not named. And so I do that uh, primarily in ministry. Uh, I am married uh, to my beautiful wife, Joyce. Uh, we have three amazing, energetic uh, sons. Uh, their names are Kairos, River, and Oliver. And I'm a pretty chill guy. I uh, <laughs> love, love sports, love hanging out, uh, and I love the beach. Yeah, come on. Um, I know before you joined Axe, you were also really involved in giving leadership to YWAM, which is another missions organization, but um, just... In terms of, uh, there's one of the wild boys right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, just even in terms of just missions itself, you know, how, how did you get called? How did you um, give yourself to missions to begin with? Yeah. Um, it's a long story, but uh, to keep it short, um, the church that I got saved at, uh, we were heavily involved in missions and we valued missions. 
And so I remember as early as getting saved uh, when I was 13 years old about the mission field and missionaries who have sacrificed everything to go preach the gospel. And so I kind of grew up in that world, um, but it wasn't until I was maybe uh, like a junior or senior in high school uh, my, one of my leaders at that time, she gave me a book by Lauren Cunningham, the founder of YWAM called, is that really you God? Mm. And that book really impacted me. And I just knew that, uh, yeah, I had to be a a missionary and that I was going to be involved in missions. And then, uh, two other books that gripped me at a young age after I read that book was uh, another book called Bruchko. Uh, by Bruce Olson, and then uh, the more uh, famous book these days, uh, The Heavenly Man, Mm. uh, the testimony of the Chinese persecuted pastor. Uh, But it was really those three books and my upbringing at my church that uh, stirred my heart for missions. And I know that you shared how uh, Acts Global, which you're a part of now, the focus and the aim is really the 1040 window. Uh, could you explain what that is for maybe the listeners who don't know or have never even heard of that term before? Yeah, so uh, what it literally means, it's uh, uh, 10 degrees uh, and 40 degrees latitude. Uh, and it's the area from East Asia all the way to North Africa. And so uh, that term, 1040 window, uh, is used to... Uh, describe the least reached peoples of the world. So uh, to, be more, to be more specific, uh, over 95% of the unevangelized world lives in the 1040 window. Mm. Um, I, know, I know one of the terms that's used a lot in like missiology and stuff like that is, is an unreached people group. Um, what is like the, like the official statistic that's necessary for a people group to be considered unreached? Yeah, so um, missiologists have come up with this number, and of course it's not in the Bible, so it's not Bible truth, um, but it's a a people group um, that are less than uh, 2 or 3% reached. Mm. Um, And so uh, if it's under that, uh, then it's... um, detrimental for the uh, spreading of the gospel. But if it's over 3% reached, then uh, missiologists and uh, people have studied this would say that there is a strong enough church to evangelize itself. And so that's what unreached means. Yeah, that's great. And that's where I know your heart is focused, your organization's focused, and even that term and everything like that it has um, just really been in the news recently uh, with, with the passing of missionary John Chow. And I know that's a conversation that you and I have had, you know, uh, not on a podcast, but just on our own. And, and uh, it, it's just been so controversial where I, I just felt like it was worth talking about with someone who is a missionary. Yeah, for sure, man. I, yeah, I'm. I'm just glad that you know it mattered to you to have this as a topic. And so, Sam, thank you uh, for obeying the Holy Spirit on that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, what 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 are you know your thoughts to begin with? I, I know that 
it, it's, you know, uh, based on what you're reading or, or I guess even what camp you're part of, like your stance is so different, but, but in light of eternity, in light of obedience to Christ, in light of what we're actually called to do and, and, and things like that as a believer, um, you know, wh where do you stand on everything? I mean, I just want to say right off the bat that I believe John Chell's life and legacy is echoing in eternity. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, we send our condolences uh, and our, our prayers to, you know, John's family and his loved ones. Um, but I truly believe John um, is a hero uh, to... Um, you know, I've, I've, I've met uh, people from persecuted backgrounds uh, as I traveled through the 1040 window. I've ministered uh, in underground churches uh, where it's illegal to be a believer. And so with all soberness, um, to see that a young man from America believed in his heart that Jesus was worthy to be named in a people group that have uh, never heard the gospel, to me, I see that as a sign and a wonder. And mm -hmm. so, um, I, I mean, it, it's sad uh, for those that uh, um, are, are thinking that what John did was controversial. You know, what's sad is, um, you know, I've heard many from the church criticizing uh, John's efforts or, you know, the missions agency that he came out of. Um, what's even more sad is, you know, sometimes I feel like the, the, the secular media has been at times more kind about John uh, than some of our believing brothers and sisters. But um, I don't believe that what he did was controversial. I believe that this young man fully gave his heart uh, in obedience to Jesus. Uh, it it could have only been love that could have drove him to do what he did. Yeah. And so those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think some of the things that I've read, um, you know, personally, honestly, I, I've, I've kind of been confused based on the things I've read. Cause I feel like there's one side that says he was so reckless. They were, you know, like using his Instagram yeah. to, to like judge his character that he, he was, you know, doing it for social media. He's some, you know, adrenaline junkie. And then there's other reports where he was so meticulous. He, you know, had his EMT training. He got all his immunizations done. He's yeah. been, been praying and strategizing it about it for years. And, and, and there's, you know, so much, um, you know, talk on, on, on so many different sides. But I, I think we have to view this based on scripture, you know. Just yeah, the, the eternal light of things. So, yeah, for sure. You, you know, I mean, um, you know, it's not his fault that he was born in this generation. It's not his fault that he was born in the Instagram selfie generation. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I feel that it is unfair to put that on him because that's not his fault. Um, and so. Um, you know, with that said, uh, you know, he, he, he did get training. And, you know, from what I've heard, um, we actually have uh, some of our missionaries who are personal friends with him. 
Mm. Um, and and I've heard some things from them, uh, just how, uh, just how much thought he put into this. Um, you know, since maybe he was young as eighteen years old, I've heard that he 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 heard about these uh, people from the North Sentinel Island wanted to you know, be trained up um, to prepare himself to, to proclaim the gospel to them. And so I do, um, I do take the side that he was more trained. I mean, you know, just the, you know, the level of training, you know, we could always, you know, argue about, but, you know, all of us could say that. All of us could say, Sam, you could say this, I could say this. Uh-huh. I could use more training, man. Come on. Uh, We all could use more training. But to criticize, you know, um, you know, his offering to the Lord, man, you know, you know, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, Mary pouring uh, all that, uh, you know, the perfume, the alabaster jar and the disciples criticizing her. Yeah. You know, you know, about why this waste and. You know, the truth is we're all wasting our lives on something. Mm. And John wasted his life on Jesus. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, I think I think there's just something about, you know, radical faith that 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 it just demands it, it, it elicits some kind of response. Yeah. You know, like positive or negative. There's something about a radical act of faith that 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 it 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 either you know i I forget who said this but i mean it was in terms of preaching where uh he wanted to preach a message that comfort comforted the afflicted but afflicted the comfortable yeah And, and i just really feel like there's just something about radical faith that that does that to people you know yeah and and not only to people but most most importantly you know, I believe John had Jesus's attention, uh, and and what I mean by that is, if you look throughout Scripture, everywhere you read of Jesus on the throne, he is seated or he's sitting on his throne. But there's one instance you read of Jesus standing, and that is Acts seven, when Stephen is preaching the gospel and he's being stoned and being killed for his faith in Jesus. Mm. As he's dying, he says that he sees the heavens open and he sees the son of man standing on his throne. And what I take from that is someone got Jesus's attention to the point where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords had to stand from his throne. Mm. And I believe John Chow got Jesus's attention as he laid down his life to proclaim Jesus uh, to this group. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm even trying to think about, you know, what, what would people's response be if, let's say, it didn't a- end in a tragic way that, that costed him his life, you know? Like, what if he went and when he went, revival broke loose? Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like there would still be people who would be hating and critiquing his method and, you know, even if that whole tribe got saved or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like all this uh, criticism is coming from the sin of self-preservation. 
And, um, and that is so anti-gospel. And, you know, I'm not saying, oh, we all have to go die. We all have to go to, you know, to, you know, the, you know, the same island that uh, John Chow went to. But, um, you know, I remember talking to this one uh, underground Chinese house church pastor. And, um, and this pastor was persecuted, was beaten, and, uh, you know, almost died several times. And uh, when my wife asked this pastor, um, how could you endure all this? Uh, her response was, um, you know, if you choose to die daily, and if you choose to die to a thousand little deaths every single day, uh, when that point comes when you will die for the Lord, it would be no different from those days when you died to the little things. Mm. Yeah, and so the gospel is all about um, us uh, losing our lives uh, so that it would be found. Uh, the gospel is all about uh, denying ourselves and taking up the cross, you know, dying daily and following after Jesus. Um, and so I feel like these comments are coming from just us straying from the truth. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like you said, we, we don't want to see, you know, not, not everyone has to be a martyr, but I, I think it's so easy to criticize it because it ended with him, him becoming a martyr, you know? Yeah. And... and you know, I, I just feel like there's like a lack of compassion there. Of you know, yeah. we, we could say, "Oh man, if it was because of his methods or strategy or whatever," but you know, like we've been saying, he was willing to actually do something, and he act, literally gave his life for what he yeah. believed in. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think John was about 26 or 27 um, when he died you know, about a month ago. And so I'm, you know, I'm 10 years older than him. I'm, you know, I'm 37. You know, people have made comments about like, oh, he could have made, can, you know, could we imagine the impact, you know, he could have made if he lived, you know, a full life, like 40, 50, you know, 60 years or 80 years, you know? And, you know, I'm 37, you know, he was 27. Like what he did, like, is way more impactful than what what I've done, what mm. I could, you know, do. And um, not only that, I mean, you got to think about this. Um, since the day he set his heart in reaching the Sentinelese, he that's the moment he died. Mm. And I wonder what his prayer life was like. I wonder what his devotional life was like I, you know like it is so important for us to pray with our brothers and sisters but you know i don't want to be praying with like you know some lukewarm brother mm -hmm. or sister man i want to pray with people that are on fire for god man i would give anything to go back and be john's friend and pray with him and wow. hear what his prayers were like like his life was not a waste he you know, and, and not a waste in what everyone or, or what his critics are saying, but um, 
He knew what he was doing, and he gave Jesus what he thought he was worthy of, and he gave him his life. And I'm challenged. I am challenged. Our people, our organization, our our young missionaries, we're all challenged, and we are examining ourselves in light of uh, John's obedience, and we want to be serious. Um, We always say this, but the Great Commission will not be fulfilled by our spare time or our spare change. Mm. Like, we got to give our all, and that's what John did. He is... You know, um, he is our modern-day Jim Elliott, for those who know who he is. But John Chow is so important to at least this generation of young American believers. I, I want to believe that he is a pioneer for people in, term, in terms of, sh- you know, shaking them out of their comfort zones and, and maybe even praying and believing that that kind of courage, that kind of faith, that kind of love and obedience would be a prototype of what it means to be a missionary, you know? Totally. I mean, Sam, I know you've done this because I just know your heart and your zeal and your passion, your dedication before the Lord. I mean, a lot of us did. You know, I remember as a teenager praying in my room, crying out to God, telling him that I'm going to go die for him. Mm -hmm. You know, like, God, I will give you my life. I will go preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, and I will die for you, Lord. And mm-hmm. I prayed that. And I prayed that as I got older, uh, you know, a little older. But the older I got, I kind of stopped praying that. Um, and then when I got married, I definitely stopped praying that. And then when I had kids, I stopped praying that. And... um we all, you know, or not all, but, you know, a lot of us prayed that prayer out of our zeal and out of our love for the Lord. We just wanted to do everything that we could. And that was our, out of our, um, I guess, uh, purity, our, our, yeah, our, our purity of heart, we pray that. Um, and it's just reminding me of those prayers um, that I pray. And will I die for the Lord in the way John did? I don't think so. I don't know. But, um, but I want my life to be uh, open to that. And I'm not encouraging all these like people to go die. That's not what I'm saying. Like... Um, yeah, I, I want to be like what is described in, in Revelation 12, 11. Uh, I want to be part of that group that did not love their lives even unto death. Yeah. I'm not there yet, but I want to be. Mm. Yeah, bro. I mean, just you even saying that. and I mean, I'm just reminded. I don't know if you've read the book. I don't know if any of the listeners have read the book. Uh, Jesus Freaks by DC Talk. I don't know if you yes. know. But of it's course, just, it's just like... You know, and they had they had volume two, you know, and I remember getting that and and just reading and, and for those of you who don't know what that book is, it's basically, you know, testimony after testimony, uh, account after account of people who were were martyrs, um, who were in the most persecuted places throughout history, um, looking at, you know, the early church, looking at people in like communist Russia to, you know, yeah. Uh, the Middle East, and, and I remember reading that book in high school, and 
and just weeping, like, because yeah. I wanted to have that kind of faith. And I remember really wrestling with the Lord of like, God, I want to be willing to die for you, but I don't even know if I can. And I, I don't even know if yeah. I can even live for you. And I remember just reading that in my room and weeping and, and, uh, man, I, I need to get a copy of that book again <laughs> just to kind of stir, stir, like you're saying, like stir that zeal of, of not being, you know, whimsical with our life or, or reckless, yeah. but, but like you're saying, just that love of like Jesus, I would pay any price. Yeah. And you know, um, uh, what, what the Bible says is the greatest commandment, you know, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our mind, our soul, our bodies. Um, you know, when I think of that commandment, man, I don't think I have ever obeyed that commandment. I mean, I love God. I do. But I can't, in the integrity of my heart, I cannot fully say that I love him with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my mind. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I think about, you know, from from uh, from my point of view, I will never achieve that. But when I think about the Lord and His goodness and what He has done, like God loves us, Jesus loves us with all of His heart, with all of His mind. You know, with uh, you know, with all of His strength, like He loved us with His all, and. I just know that he deserves more. He deserves more. He is worthy of more. And I believe that this Instagram generation, that God is raising up a young, uh, zealous, and fiery remnant of young people that do believe that Jesus does deserve it. And... uh, and they will uh, give their lives to him, and he's faithful. And we always have to remember his faithfulness and not, you know, our strength. And so I believe, you know, just how dark, you know, and sometimes hopeless this generation um, can feel, uh, we got to hang on to hope, Mm. and we got to hang on to his word that God knows what he's doing. He sees the end from the beginning, and, um, yeah, that God knows what he's doing. And there is a generation that will be raised up, that is being raised up. Hopefully, Sam, you and I are a part of this. Hopefully, the Amen. listeners are a part of this. But we got to encourage each other and, and remind each other there are young people out there that are like John Chow, that are wanting to give everything to the Lord. And so, you know, Sam, I applaud you. I honor what you're doing, trying to reach uh, young people and this young generation. Like, don't give up. I, I have to remind myself, um, they are out there. Mm, yeah. I, I want to ask a question that's kind of, um, you know, uh, two-sided in a way, where, you know, what, what would you say to someone who... Um, in light of hearing of the story of, of John Chow and and what took place and his sacrifice, the testimony, you know, what would you say to what, the side where, you know, they're believers, but they are kind of, you know, disagree with it? And on the flip side, what, what would you want to tell the people who 
after hearing that we're so stirred, we're so on fire, they want to move. Like, what, what would your wisdom be to both sides of, of those who've reacted to this story? Yeah, great question. Um, I think for that first group, I would tell them to stop judging what just happened. Um, and what I mean by that is we, we don't know in our finite understanding God's will and God's plan in all of this and that we just got to trust God. Who knows that five years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, or 100 years from now, some young man or young woman will read what or hear about what John Chow did and, and give herself or give himself to finish what John set his heart to do. And, and they might be successful and the gospel might flourish in that people group, but we don't know. And so let's hold off our judgment in, you know, in that, you know, one testimony is... I forget what what year it was, but um, uh, I I would say um, it uh, it was over a hundred years ago. You know, at at least um, probably more. Um, but there was this one missionary that went uh, to what is modern day Vanuatu in the uh, Pacific Islands, and this one missionary wanted to go. Uh, to preach the gospel to a group of indigenous people that were known as cannibals. And um, minutes after stepping onto the shore, um, you know, this missionary or, uh, uh, you know, two missionaries that went, they were immediately attacked, killed, and they were eaten. Mm. And, um, and what was said of them was that, yeah, they were foolish missionaries. Uh, but... Uh, 20 years later, we read of another missionary. Uh, I, I think his name was also John, uh, John Patton. And he took his family to the same people. And he was convicted and convinced that if these missionaries shed their blood on that island, that, um, yeah, that this island um, was ripe uh, for the gospel. And um, you know, this missionary and his family, you know, went to go preach the gospel and they saw a work of God that is still continuing to today. Mm. And in Vanuatu, there is a strong, thriving church on that island. But we can all point back uh, to the two missionaries that, you know, that originally went and they were, you know, killed um, and even eaten. But God saw their sacrifice and it meant something. And so... Mm. I would say, you know, let's save our criticism because we don't know the wisdom of God. That's good. Uh, and for that second group, um, you know, uh, I would say, um, yeah, that we need to keep uh, the inner flame of passion for God in our hearts burning. We need to uh, keep burning for the Lord and that we, yeah, yeah, that we need to grow um, uh uh, in intimacy with Jesus through uh, dedicated uh, prayer, through giving ourselves to the ministry of the Word of God, just like what uh, Acts chapter 6 says, 
Um, now, so uh, uh, now today, more than ever before, uh, we need to give ourselves the uh, word and in prayer. And I would just uh, tell, um, yeah, that group of passionate believers, John gave us permission to love God like crazy. Wow. And so let's, um, yeah, just keep that flame burning. Let's love God more. Let's love others more. And let's honor John's life. Let's keep talking about him. Let's, yeah, let's bring him up a lot. Let's, yeah, let's honor his life and let's honor what he did. Yeah, for 2019, I feel like we need to keep talking about what he did and and hopefully learn from something. Yeah, it's good. I think just even as we're talking, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, this quote I, I saw. I, I don't remember who said it or, or who wrote it, but um, just even the term radical Christian, it, it doesn't make sense because... You know, to be Christian is inherently radical. Jesus never gave us yeah. a, a lukewarm version. And and I, I just want to believe that, you know, we don't have to necessarily live the same story or the same result, but that same passion, that same conviction, um, that same love, I think, is a call to every believer for sure. Yeah, uh, you're so right on. I mean, Jesus loved us with everything. He deserves that love back. And, and, and there is a thriving church. There is a church that is on fire that believes that he is worthy. And so, yeah, we, we just got to give him what he deserves. Yeah. Um, how can people, I, I know this conversation could go on and, and I think we definitely need to have you come back on and, and just share even more about, you know, missions um, and past, you know, pioneers and heroes of people who've, who have given their all, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, how can people find out more about Axe Global? How can people find out more about you? Um, what, what's some of the info for, for our listeners? Yeah, um, with Axe, uh, our website is uh, .global, Um and you can find out about our ministry there and uh, the kind of programs that we offer. Um, and uh, we also have a page uh, on our website. Um, we have a, uh, a, a resource page. Uh, I believe we call it Axe Research. And there's a ton of teachings on there, um, a lot of uh, different categories, um, you know, from, from prayer, from preaching the gospel, from the crucified life and so forth uh, that I believe are very encouraging. Some of our uh, young missionaries on the field have contributed to that. Um, some of our uh, leadership uh, team members have also contributed and also um, just friends from different ministries. But our um, resource page is gold. Um, and so, um, yeah, so please check out our website. Uh, we do have a on Vimeo. Um, yeah, if you just look up Acts, uh, we do have a few um, videos of messages um, from our 
past, the events and things like that. So if you want to listen to some of our messages, um, it's on there as well. Um, yeah, and uh, for myself, um, not much. Uh, yeah, maybe Instagram, I guess. But yeah, uh, I don't know if that uh, accurately portrays. Uh, you know, you know, most of it is pictures of my kids doing like inappropriate things and so um yeah not not much on me but definitely go check out axe yeah for sure we'll, we'll have all the links available for our listeners and um just as we wrap up our time together uh can you pray for us uh pray for just that passion that zeal um that that eternal perspective um i would love for you to just pray for for me and our listeners and and uh yeah. Yeah. Father, we thank you uh, for the life and legacy of John Chow. Uh, Lord, we know that he is with you. Uh, Lord, that he is gazing at the beauty of Jesus, uh, standing in awe of who you really are, God. Mm. And, Lord, uh, I just pray for Sam. Uh, Lord, I pray for myself. Lord, I pray for the listeners and for this generation. God, that we would know you in such a way that John did. Lord, that we would know your worth. God, that we would, uh, Lord, as, as Paul prayed, God, that the uh, eyes of our understanding, Lord, would be open, that we would know you, Jesus, more and more. God, give us the spirit of wisdom. Lord, give us the spirit of revelation. Holy Spirit, Lord, we're just asking that you do what you love to do most. Lord, would you glorify Jesus? Lord, would you exalt Jesus in our hearts? Yes. Lord, would you um, expand our capacity to know Jesus more? And uh, Lord, I just pray um, that uh, this generation of young believers... God, that we would not be lukewarm, that, God, that we would be so on fire for you, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, that we would know the love, Lord, that you have for us. Lord, of course, we would never fully know that love that you have for us. But, Lord, that that love would give us courage to love you in such a way. And so, um, God, we, we, we pray for John's family. Lord, we don't know what his parents, Lord, his relatives are going through, but we ask, God, for the comfort of the Holy Spirit upon them, Lord, for his friends, his community, God, that they would be strengthened. Uh, Lord, uh, just as uh, the Moravians, Lord, these young, fiery believers hundreds of years ago, just as their motto was, Lord, we pray uh, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. Yes. Jesus, may you receive what you deserve. God, may you receive the love uh, from your bride, love that is wholehearted in nature, love that is devoted to you, a love that is not compromised. Lord, you deserve more than that, God. Yes. And Lord, uh, so we ask God, uh, have mercy on us. Would you uh, give us the grace, Lord, to run this race, Lord, and that we would uh, run this race with joy, uh, Lord, with, uh, with passion, 
and uh, Lord, a growing love for you, God. Yes, Lord. And so thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for Sam. Lord, thank you for the leadership on his life. Lord, would you continue using him for your glory? God, would you continue, Lord, opening doors for him, Lord, to reach more people, Lord, to see your name glorified? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you for blessing this time, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you for sharing and hopping on this. I know you literally are in a different nation like every week. So, <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Love you, man. Yeah, love, love your you, heart. Bro. Miss you, man. I yeah. can't wait till I fly through New York again. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, John, and thank you to all our listeners. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Pursuit Cast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.